What's going on, Badger fans? We have to talk about a new big-time commitment for the Badgers addressing a huge position of need. Are they done on the defense line? We're going to talk about that. Plus, a recruiting rewind. Where are we at right now? Let's take a step back. What do they still need to address in this recruiting class? A lot more than that on today's Lockdown Badgers. Let's go on Wisconsin. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Badger fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Badgers. I'm your host, Ryan Herrings. As always, I really do appreciate you tuning in. Um, Anytime you allow us to be a small part of your day, it really does mean a lot. So thank you for that. Uh, Fun show today. We got lots to talk about. But first, you know, we got to sound those cannons. We got a big commitment for the Badgers. Let's go. Fire the recruiting cannons. Another one is headed to Madison on Wisconsin. Let's go. Yes, sir. So uh, Dylan Johnson in news that I don't think was overly surprising. Uh, You know, it's something that I talked about. Dylan Johnson has committed to the University of Wisconsin. Um, A former Northwestern commit. He was a player the Badgers were in on early 6'2", 290-pound defense alignment out of Joliet, Illinois. uh, Mid-three-star on the 247 composite, the 19th-ranked player in Illinois. A good offer list, right? Not not a huge dynamic list, uh, but Kansas State, Cal, obviously Northwestern was there, Missouri. So definitely a player with a strong Midwestern um, kind of offer list there. A good player. Again, a player that the Badgers identified early. They were in on him. It was a little bit of a surprise, actually, when he committed to Northwestern. I thought a lot of people uh, with his wrestling background and Luke Fickle's wrestling background thought that there was maybe more of a connection there. Um, but the Badgers stayed on him. Fitzgerald's fired at Northwestern. They swooped in. And we talked about it. This is this is a huge spot of need for the Badgers. They had Hank Weber in the class, um, I, and I don't think they can be done yet along the defensive line. We're going to talk about that more coming up. But this is a big get. They needed more bodies there. They need to have more um, more swings at the plate, whatever you want to call it. They need more people in the pipeline along the defensive line. So getting Dylan Johnson on board is a, a really nice deal, a good get for the Badgers. Uh, I'm going to do something new with commits that I haven't done before. I'm going to talk about three things I like, and then one thing that I still have a bit of a question mark. So we're going to get into that with um, Dylan Johnson here. The first thing I like is the wrestling background. I love the and it's listen. It's not because I'm a wrestling fan. I didn't grow up playing, uh, competing in wrestling. Um, I didn't watch it. I don't watch WWE. It's none of that. It's the intangibles that come along with wrestling, right? It's it's so um, obvious the. And, and you have to be a good wrestler for this, but Dylan Johnson's a great wrestler. He's coming to Wisconsin to wrestle and play football. What are the things you get in wrestling? You get leverage, toughness, uh, competitive discipline, you know, all these things that you need intangibly to be a great defense alignment, to be a great offense alignment. They're, they're wrestling things, right? Um, playing with leverage, you have to have leverage as a, as a wrestler. You talk about Keanu Benton was another wrestler. You have to be able to play with leverage, be physical, be tough. Uh, you have to be disciplined to, to cut weight when necessary, to keep your body in a certain spot for your, your weight group in wrestling. All of these things, competitiveness, competitiveness, toughness, leverage, discipline, those are what the great defense alignment have, right? Uh, footwork, hand quickness, all of these things are directly translatable to line play. And listen, look no further than Luke Fickle. This is what Luke Fickle said. I went back to 2007. He had a quote in a local newspaper. This is Luke Fickle. Um, the quickness and strength of their hands inside is becoming a much bigger part of the football game nowadays. And I think wrestlers have a little bit of a head start on that. 
Uh, he went on to say, we talk about competitive competitiveness, and I don't think there's a better sport to look at someone's competitiveness than wrestling, Fickle told the dispatch. You can tell it's something that's one-on-one -on -one competitive, and you don't know if somebody has what they got inside their chest and heart, but you know if they've been on a one-on-one -on -one that they've got the competitive nature. I mean, that's from Fickle himself. That's that's the head coach's words, right? You can tell. Remember, look at what he's saying. You can tell. If they've been one-on-one, -on -one, which is what wrestling is, that they've got the competitive nature. And if we know anything about Luke Fickle, he wants he wants competitors. He wants toughness. He wants guys who will go in there and battle with a chip on their shoulder if necessary. But that's what wrestlers do. And that's why when I get when you get a defense alignment who was a really good wrestler to commit to your program, I think there's more more certainty there because I think a lot of the intangible stuff is already checked. You you don't have to worry about is he going to play with toughness? Is he going to be disciplined? Is he going to work hard? Is he going to be competitive? Those are already checked with wrestlers. Like he's good on those things. Now you still got to develop technique. Football technique is different than, than wrestling, obviously. Um, but that, those boxes are checked. And that's why I love the Dylan Johnson commitment from that standpoint. The next thing I like about Dylan, and again, we're going to go through three things we like about him. Uh, he's, he's got a college ready body. You know, there's so many players in high school, uh, especially the linemen, the offensive linemen, defensive linemen, they're playing at 30, 40, 50 pounds lighter than they're going to have to be at the college level. Dylan's 290, 288, 290. He's right in that range, and he carries the weight really well. Like, he's he looks trim. It doesn't look sloppy. Again, going back to that wrestling stuff, I, you don't have to project. Like, you don't have to wonder, is he going to carry 290, very, you know, and be able to do that and maintain his, his quickness or his leverage or his burst? He, he already does it. It's already on film. Like, so – there, there's a very high floor with a player like this, with the wrestling background, um, the college-ready body. Now, obviously, when I say college-ready body, I'm talking kind of height, weight. He's, he's going to get fit more physical. I'm not saying he can step in and play right away. Um, he's going to get more physical. Brady Collins is going to yoke him up. But there's a lot here that's, that you already like from a floor standpoint because he's 290, because he's already playing at that weight. Uh, the other thing I like about him is violent hands, right? He does not stay blocked. There's a lot of defensive linemen, offensive linemen that are big in the, in the high school ranks. So they just lean on somebody. You know, if they don't have a clean um, break right away, they kind of just, they struggle disengaging, right? They don't have the, the competitive nature or the quickness. Um, he has great hands. So like he will stack and shed. If he gets blocked, he'll disengage. He will, has a great kind of swim rip move, um, really quick and violent hands on that. And it's nice to see the motor as well. There are several plays where, you know, a quarterback will break contain, get out of the pocket. Dylan will chase him down from behind. Um, there's plays down the line of scrimmage where the running back bounces it outside. Dylan play more of a defensive tackle will run down the line of scrimmage and make plays from behind. So a lot to like in the film, right? A lot of a lot of um, really nice clips, explosive point of the attack defender. I think he's going to be able to hold up against the run really well. And you need those guys in the Big Ten, right? You need, listen, Ohio State still tests the middle of the line of scrimmage to run the ball. Michigan, Penn State, Minnesota, Iowa. They run the ball. You have to stop the run in the Big Ten, and I think Dylan is going to be great at that. Uh, let's get into one question I have, and this is – I want to be clear. I'm not a scout, and I'm watching I'm watching highlights. I'm watching film clips off Huddle, YouTube, whatever I can find. I wonder a little bit – so I don't have the complete picture is what I'm trying to say, but I do wonder a little bit about the get-off, the, the quick first step needed for an elite interior pass rusher. I'm not sure if I see it from, from Dylan. There's a couple plays where the ball is snapped and he's a half tick behind his fellow defensive lineman, kind of getting into his move, getting into his rush, engaging with the offensive lineman. And I think he's going to need to tighten that up a little bit, get a little quicker if he's going to be able to realize a high upside. Um, again, I think there's a very high floor with Dylan Johnson. 
I'm not sure if he has the burst to be that the four and five star defense linemen's defense linemen have. So that would be the question I have here. Overall, it's still a really good get. It's somebody they want. It's somebody who's going to hold up in the run game. Um, like I said, I love the wrestling background. I love the the college ready body. Uh, I think it's a really good get, and I'm excited to to get him on the the squad. Uh, major position of need, but I think there are some upside questions here. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit about um, we're going to talk a little bit about the recruiting class in general right now uh what what do the badgers still need to do in this class where are they still missing spots where are they good where are they ranked right now um kind of get into a recruiting rewind that's coming up next on locked on badgers but first we are going to get into our friends of the show new by the way new friends of the show over at ebay motors um ebay motors is great by the way it's something where i want to get into a personal story of mine uh i did get carjacked once and, you know, it's, it's funny, like I got my car back after getting carjacked and it was all jacked up, right? It was beaten up. I needed a bunch of new parts and it took me forever to figure out how to do it because I didn't have eBay. I didn't have a place like eBay Motors. I didn't have a all encompassing all in one spot where I could go to get every single part I needed and guaranteed with the right fit. If I'd had eBay Motors, it would have been a snap. Getting carjacked would have been simple. Um, eBay Motors, listen, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts, accessories, head to eBay Motors. Uh, with the eBay guaranteed fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right. First time around, just add your ride to my garage. Look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop in eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win with the right parts when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay is guaranteed. The eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Motors, you will not be disappointed. All right. I do want to say thank you again to everybody tuning into the show. Really do appreciate it as we continue kind of talking recruiting here. Fun show. I want to talk recruiting rewind. And there's a couple ways I want to go here. The, the first is let's just talk about where the Badgers are ranked right now in the 2024 class. So, 247 has Wisconsin 6th in the Big Ten, 19th nationally. On 3 is the Badgers 24th nationally, 6th in the Big Ten. Rivals has the Badgers 14th nationally and 5th in the Big Ten. So, And by the way, I want to point out that all of these rankings, in the, when I'm talking Big Ten rankings where the Badgers are 6th or 5th, it's including USC in the rankings, right? So that's important to note. And they're, they're right where they should be, in other words. Because you have the, the four big blue bloods in the Big Ten, right? You have Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, and USC. Is Wisconsin ever really going to be ahead of those teams in recruiting rankings? I don't know. So if you're fifth or sixth, that's right, especially in Luke Fickle's first year. That's right where Wisconsin has to be. And that's where they are. Okay, so that's kind of the big picture of where they are from a ranking standpoint. They're right where they should be, and that's important to understand. Now, if we're pie in the sky and we're dreaming, maybe some years they're they're ahead of Penn State, maybe they're ahead of Michigan. They're never going to be ahead of Ohio State or USC uh, unless something goes wrong at those programs. Let's be super clear. USC can can throw rocks out of their, their Coliseum and hit five-star receivers just strolling down to the, the local five and dime, right? So it's going to be very hard to recruit those schools. But fifth, sixth in the Big Ten, right right alongside um, Nebraska, that's that's where they need to be and that's where they are. Um, in terms of what they still need to do. So let's talk about what the Badgers still need to do in this class. Quarterback check. They're done, right? They're, they got Mabry. Um, they're, they're completely done. Receiver or, or running back check. 
right? Gideon Atuka, Darian Dupree, I think they're fine there. I, I think they'll add Dylan Jones if if it's available and it doesn't tick off the other guys, but they're good with their two running back class. Receiver. Receiver is interesting to me. Now, Kion Barry Johnson was a huge get plan A guy. He's also he's also kind of a niche guy, right? Uh, he's a little undersized. He's not your typical boundary receiver. I could see them revisiting receiver. I think they're fine there because of everybody they brought in, because of everybody that still has eligibility. Uh, because of how well they did in the transfer portal, right? Landing Burroughs, Pauling, CJ Williams, um, Bryson Green. I think they probably have confidence that they could continue to do that. But if they added another receiver, would it shock me? No, it would not. Tight end, I think they're good, actually. Uh, Grant Steck is one of the highest rated prospects in this class. Four-star guy, high floor, good ceiling, really physical. Obviously, Rob Booker decommitted, but I, I don't think they need to add another tight end. Now, would it shock me? No. Uh, that's another spot where, you know, in the draft, when you start going best player available, that's a spot where if they have a couple bodies, a couple spots in the recruiting class open still, they could look at tight end and say, let's just add a body there because it might be BPA, uh, BPA, best player available. But I don't think they need to. Offensive line, they're done. They did great on the offensive line. They crushed it. Uh, defensive line, I don't think they can be done. Defensive line, I don't think they can be done. So you have Weber. We just talked about Dylan Johnson. What is this? group missing, right? Um, what are we missing here? You have Hank Weber, 6'4", 260. You have Dylan Johnson, 6'2", 290. Both of these guys are more traditional Wisconsin defensive line recruits, right? I think they're more traditional Jim Leonard, 3'4", defensive line recruits, where they're going to hold up really well. They're going to battle. They're going to be physical in the line of scrimmage. It's going to be hard to move them off the point, but they're not going to get to the Ohio State quarterback in three seconds, right? Because that's about how much time you have. Quarterbacks get rid of the ball and, and three, four seconds. Can you disrupt the passing game in that amount of time? And I think that's what this class is still missing, right? They're missing kind of a freaky edge guy. Um, they're missing a, a player who who can be better than the opposing offensive tackle and just beat them, not have to outwork them or hustle them. And I'm not saying Johnson or Weber can't be that. I'm just saying, I think there's questions as to whether they could be. And with some of the players that they missed out on that, you know, the, the Umas, the, the Liam Andrews, if he's not going to be there, there, there's guys that could have been that spot. I don't think the Badgers have closed that gap yet. So I expect them to continue fighting pretty hard at defensive line to add another difference maker or two. Uh, linebacker, I think they could be done, but I think they're going to try to add another athlete. Obviously, uh, just coming off uh, Lafayette, they've landed Landon Gothier, Thomas Heiberger. Those are three good linebackers there. All kind of fit into what they wanted to. I could see them being completely done there, but if a great athlete, a great for a framed guy, you know, somebody that, you know, um, they just think is too good to pass on that they get in flip season. I could see them continuing there. cornerback. I think they're done. I think they're done at corner. We're going to talk a little bit about corners next, but uh, they brought in, they're bringing into this cycle two really good looking cornerbacks, by the way, in Harper and a guard. And then they brought in a ton last cycle. There's a ton of defensive backs with um, versatility and, eligibility left on this roster so i think they're probably done at corner and then at safety slash athlete i think they could always take another body or two um i think that's the spot where you're talking that six one six two six three 200 pound player who, who could be a receiver a safety a corner maybe bulk up and be some type of tight end i think they're always on the look for those players right the plus athletes that you can mold this is a staff that molds players that's that's one of their calling calling cards versatility um, they love and those big jumbo athletes, those six two six three guys. If they find a couple more of those that they think can play multiple positions and have the athletic measurables that they love, 
that they can get in Brady Collins' strength program and just let him ruminate for a couple of years, I could absolutely see him adding a couple there. So a lot of words right there, right? Ran through the positions pretty quickly, but let's snapshot it. I could see them still adding at receiver. I could still see them adding at, I think they need to add a defensive line. I could see them adding at safety and I could see them adding at tight end, uh, potentially linebacker too. So you add four or five bodies into this, you're up into the low to mid twenties and that's your class. I mean, I think that's where they're at. They've done a great job at most of these spots. You can cross off corner, in my opinion, quarterback, receiver, or quarterback, running back, offensive line, defensive line, and cornerback. They've done a great job at those spots. So uh, I think if they can add a couple defensive linemen, including one super twitchy, it, it can be raw, but get a defensive lineman with tools that, that have a little more unique twitchy tools. And I think this class is a tremendous success for the Badgers. All right, let's continue on here. I want to talk next about um, – Take a quick break for our friends of the show, as I feel like I'm about to sneeze. Hopefully, we'll see how this goes. Uh, take a quick break for our friends of the show, and then we're going to come back. I've talked a lot about defensive backs, right? Cornerbacks, secondary, what Fickle's done. I don't think people realize the breadth of the change, how, how, how different this room already is. Not even a full calendar year into the Fickle cycle. Uh, I want to talk about it and really talk about how different this is, how he's already completely transformed the back end of this defense. We're going to talk about that next on Lockdown Badgers, but first, a quick break. For our friends of the show. All right, welcome back to Lockdown Badgers. Do want to say, as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Y'all are incredible. The comments and and everything is amazing, and the the community and the camaraderie we're building with this Lockdown Badger um, group community is incredible. And I think that's what makes it successful. That's the secret sauce. We kind of have our own club, right? And it's a place where we can kind of come together and talk badgers without egos without without any political bs or anything else it's just badgers badgers family community whatever it is um i appreciate everybody for helping me build this up you know build this community all right let's let's talk secondary because i this has been rattling around in my brain for a while and i find it fascinating right so the badgers have already brought in four defensive backs in this cycle four out of 19 in this cycle that's 21 percent of this class is um a safety or cornerback uh, they brought in six in the cycle last year, six of the 15. That's 40%, right? That's 10 defensive backs in the last this cycle and the last one. Now, granted, this cycle's not done. Players can decommit. New players can be added. But uh, up to this point, in this cycle and the last cycle, it's 10 defensive backs that they're bringing in, cornerbacks and safeties. That's incredible, right? Plus two, two transfers, right? So you're bringing in two transfers, 10 high school recruits. That's 12 bodies into that position in less than a year. And listen, gone. Uh, Corey Lied, um, transfer. Jay Shaw, graduate. Cedric Dort, graduate. Uh, Max Lofi, gone. Transfer. Simar Melvin, transfer. Al Ashford, transfer. Avion Jones, transfer. Justin Clark, graduate. Think about it. Like, there's change, right? Like, ah, oh, I think I'm going to change the color of my, my bathroom paints, right? I'm going to, it's kind of this, this peach color. I'm going to throw pearl white up there. That's a change. And then there is wholesale demolition and rebuild right? Uh, I'm, I'm blowing out the bathroom and we're putting in a sauna. Like it, the, Luke Fickle has, has changed some spots and then he's completely revamped a couple others. And the, the, there's nothing more glaring on the defensive side than the secondary. It is completely revamped. And I can't wait to see how this plays out this year. Uh, when you start looking at the numbers, what's what's left, it's clear he got here and he, he put an emphasis on defensive backs, receivers, and quarterbacks. But it's really the biggest change has been defensive backs because a lot of the receivers that were here, I think he came in with the idea that he really needed to add weapons everywhere. 
I believe he was surprised at, at DK, Keontae, Skyler. Like, there's real weapons on this Badgers offensive team. Uh, in the cornerback room, I think he saw how barren it kind of was and said, we we have to have bodies here. And I think that's why you saw a lot of the receivers from last year's uh, team stay outside of Marcus Allen. And there were other issues there, but a lot of the defensive backs and corners from last year's cycle have left, or last year's roster have left. And I think it's because it's just not the type of guys that, that Fickle and Tressler are looking for. No, no knock on them. It is what it is. Some of those were graduates as well. Um, but he's looking for a different type of player, I think. And you can see it in the transfers out and the transfers in. So it's to me, it's just one of those remarkable things of how how much that room has changed in such a short time. And looking forward, that's a spot that's going, I think, is going to become one of the strengths of this Badger team where it really hasn't been for a while. Like there's there's been really solid defensive backs, make no mistake, but they haven't been stacked on top of each other, right? There hasn't been the depth when Ohio State goes four out. There hasn't been the depth when the safety gets hurt <clears throat> and you have to put the third or second string safety on the back end and, and defend against a deep post, at, you know, against Ohio state and guard for five seconds. It's been a, a complete mismatch. Fickle is, is addressing that. And the numbers will tell you that he's addressing that. So uh, the wholesale change there is very interesting to me. All right, let's, let's get into some comments here. Um, we had a little bit of time at the end of the show to get in some more of your comments. This is from Logan. Uh, he just says, Brian is a great part of the show. Yeah, I agree. Logan. Uh, thank you for the comment, by the way. Uh, Brian's awesome. He, he says it like it is. I get a lot of good comments about Brian. So we're going to definitely keep him coming on and keep firing me questions. I've got a couple questions, one from Discord, one on Twitter from things that are from people that want me to ask Brian certain questions. Uh, keep sending me those and I'll keep a- asking them. Um, yeah, Brian's a great part of the show, no doubt about it. Uh, this is from Eric Sprague. Does anyone get the feeling the recruiting is so much better since Chris left the program? So this one's interesting, Eric, and thank you for the comment. I mean, so much better from a recruiting ranking standpoint, like Fickle's not going to probably touch the high watermark of Chris's recruiting, but two things to keep in mind here. And I've talked about this before. It's not always the, the star ranking of a recruit. It's the position they play. Like a four-star cornerback matters more in college football today than a four-star guard. Um, a, a four-star quarterback matters more. And I, what I think Luke Fickle has done a greater job of it. I know I'm um, blanking on who made this comment the other day. Uh, one of our excellent YouTube commenters came in and said, it's the the breadth, the, the depth of the four stars that they've gotten all from different positions. And I thought that was a really good point. You know, they've got a four star at linebacker, corner, safety, receiver, quarterback, tight end, offensive line. Uh, the talent is being more widely dispersed across the roster. And in that sense, I think they're doing a better job than Paul Christ at recruiting. But like anything, recruiting is going to be we're going to know in two or three years. That doesn't mean we can't talk about it now. I always get annoyed when people say, oh, you can't talk about it now. You know, I, no, talk about it. You can absolutely talk about it now. You can't make final judgments now. You know, you were not making a final determination, but you can absolutely talk about it. Um, you can look at all sorts of data points and offers and film and talk to experts. Um, don't, don't be the person that waits until everything is figured out to have an opinion, because at that point, you're never going to be original. I don't know. I'm getting on a soapbox there, but so I do think you can absolutely talk about it. I do think he's improved the variety of talent, like the the depth across the roster. And I do think in a couple of years, it's, he's going to get classes that match up with the very best what Paul Chris did. Again, this is his first year. Paul Chris's high water recruiting market, Wisconsin didn't happen in his first couple of years. It took him a while to build to that. I expect Luke Fickle to build to that and probably surpass it and definitely be more consistent, right? Everyone talks about the the high water mark, the, the great recruiting class of Paul Chris, but he wasn't consistently there either. And that's another difference. I expect Luke Fickle to be consistently in the top 25, top 20, whereas Paul Chris wasn't able to do that. So 
Uh, Eric, I mostly agree with you. I do. I mostly agree with you on that comment. Um, Tom Nesis says, I still believe good on-field play will help the in-state recruiting. More familiarity with the staff will help also. Tom, um, yeah, I think that's very well said. It's still, it's still a bit of a feeling out process. Like it's early in the relationship, right? And I think the more, here's the one thing I was talking to, uh, this is a bit of a tease. I, I have um, what I think is going to be a really fun show coming up with somebody who grew up with Luke Fickle. Um, and one of the things he talked about was the authenticity of Luke. Like the more he is going to be around the high school coaches, the high school players, I think the better and better he's going to come off because that's who he is. He's authentic. He's competitive, he's successful, and he's really darn good at what he does, which is being a winning football coach. So I expect, as Tom mentioned here, the longer he's here at Wisconsin, the better and better that's going to get with the in-state recruiting. So, Tom, I think that's a great point. Uh, Greg Lincecum said, don't forget freshmen can play in four games and not lose the red shirt. Also, there's always a need in special teams. Greg, yeah, uh, great point. We talked about uh, freshmen that could play early, and we didn't really talk a ton about the guys that could play a little bit uh, and not lose a red shirt, right? And in that case, I think a guy like Thomas Heiberger, right? A guy who is just a physical freak show. We're talking the 6'4 linebacker out of South Dakota who who plays terrible competition, right? Um, but that's a, that's a guy who could absolutely shine on special teams. Um, big, fast, athletic, physical. Just run down and get ball. Run, block, punt, right? And and you need, you need great athletes on special teams. That's a huge part of football. And uh, I think to Greg's point, Guys like that are going to be able to, if possibly, go in and find a niche on special teams. Uh, I think it's a really good point by Greg, and I appreciate him chiming in as well. Greg, a good friend of the show and a great dude in person, by the way. Um, anyway, we're going to wrap it there. Really do appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, for all the everydayers, if you're with us every day, you, you see Brian Smith yesterday. Um, coming up on Saturday, we have a really fun show with a, prob- a potentially a really fun show with a 2024 command. I'm excited for that one. Uh, coming up next week, we have a uh, a Badger media member probably coming on, more recruiting experts. Again, a ton of content, so I really do appreciate it. Uh, Me and Bucky here, we're signing off on Wisconsin, and we'll talk tomorrow.